When we aren't modeled healthy emotional expression or taught how to build functional relationships, the love game can feel impossible to win. Welcome to the Women's Wake Up Club, a show that explores the trying yet deeply rewarding path of emotional awakening and growth in our love lives. I'm Michelle Wellington, emotional growth coach, mentor for women, and founder of Women Can Heal, a company and community devoted to supporting women to achieve emotional freedom in their love lives and beyond. If dating and relationship has been a struggle for you, you crave emotional growth, or just want to be inspired by guest stories of emotional awakening, then this is the show for you. Welcome to the Wake Up Club. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Women's Wake Up Club, and I have a treat for you today. I have a guest interview, and I had the pleasure and honor of speaking with a gorgeous human being whose name is Janira Martinez. Janira is a desire and soul coach and master of diving into the depths, the depths of healing, the depths of truth the depths of power, and many describe her as a woman who not only talks the talk, but walks the walk with amazing grace and glory. Okay. (laughs) So I got to talk to Janira about her emotional awakening around a breakup she went through, and it was such an amazing conversation where she laid out for us her entire process from getting with this person to um, you know, having a relationship in life with them to trying it out on again, off again to finally being the one who was broken up with at the end and the awakening that was available, the gifts that were available to her in that excruciatingly painful experience. And so this is very near and dear to my heart because a lot of what I do here at Women Can Heal is helping women find the power inside of their pain, find the gifts inside of their challenges, and find themselves inside of the chaos of these emotional upheavals that we can have in our dating and relationships. And so I'm just so excited to share this this conversation with you. Um, it is powerful, honest, vulnerable, just like Janira is. She is a true practitioner, dedicated to truth, love, and personal power. Her mission is to guide powerful women like yourself back home to the magic of their bodies and the truth of their souls. So. Without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Janira, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) It's so great to have you at the Women's Wake Up Club and to just have this opportunity to connect and talk about the things we like to jam on, relationships, Mm -hmm. growth, healing, power, desire, all things. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Very excited for this conversation. Yeah. So Janira and I, we we are just like in the world of personal growth, soul growth, healing growth. So we're just gonna jump into it. Like we don't need to <laughs> ramp up or anything. And like the first thing I wanted to jump into, and we talked about this prior, was talking about <sighs> relationship healing and your specific story you wanted to share on the wake up club Mm. around um what you mentioned was uh how you were able to tap into your power how you healed the specific ways you brought in healing to go through a breakup Mm -hmm. which I think is like who hard to talk about you Mm. know breaking up. It's so tender and it hits the deepest things inside of us. And here at the wake up club, we, we like to have these conversations. We like to pull out the gifts, the lessons and share them. And so I would love it if you could just start off with your story of emotional awakening inside of a breakup you've had. How's Mm -hmm. that sound? Yeah. 
great. <laughs> I'm like, it all began on a cool <laughs> evening, no, afternoon in October, which it literally did, actually. Um, no, that's not even true. So there are two major points. Um, so in August of 2020, I um, broke up with my then partner, someone I'd been with for three years, just about three years, mm -hmm. and who I met through this like personal growth transformation world. And, and the first man that I'd really opened my heart fully to in like over 10 years, because prior to him, I'd, I'd been just having a lot of casual sex and doing like three month long relationships. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was an avoidant. I was avoidant of love. Mm -hmm. And um, so it was big to end that relationship. And, you know, the thing is so interestingly and, and kind of mind blowing for me at that time was like, I wanted to break up with him. Mm. Even though things were going well. Interesting. You wanted to break up even though things were going well. Can you say more about that? Yeah. Well, so I just kept hearing this voice, like an intuitive hit. That's like, you don't want to be with this man. Mm. And it was, it was through a practice that I do of like somatically connecting to my body. Like when it just came to me in this session, the voice, I was like, oh, and I tried to suppress it. Cause I'm like, oh, maybe this is just my fear. Like, mm. Or, you know, or my inability to have something good, you know, so I'm sabotaging it. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I tried to suppress that voice, but it just was like gnawing from the inside, not like at me. And things were good. Like we're in the pandemic and like it's stable. Like we'd had a pretty rocky start to our relationship, just like a lot of fire, a lot of intensity. Like we brought up each other's triggers and wounds and shadows so deeply. You know, I had asked for a wake up relationship phrase that, you know, I'd heard through my community because I was like, I'm ready to like, really like be with a conscious partner and to wake up with him, like into my full potential and like heal all of this stuff. And I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. It was exactly that. It was like, oh, you don't wake up like it, it and it's all smooth. It's like it's, it, there were a lot of ruptures in, in our first year, year and a half. And then we were in this point in our in our relationship where it was just like easy mm -hmm. being with each other. We weren't fighting all the time. And there was um, a softness between us. And it just the voice was like, you don't want to be with him. Mm -hmm. Wait, what? And I, I told him, I think the next day, I was like, cause I couldn't get this voice just, or a day or two later, it getting louder. And well, I actually sat down on the couch and I was like, can we talk? Mm. And he just looked up at me and immediately was like, are you breaking up with me? Mm. He just felt it. And I was like, I think so. I don't, I don't know here's, here's what's, uh, you know, coming up for me. And, um, I told him and I was like, I'm not sure, you know, I'm having all these other thoughts and I just need some space to process and get clear. And I took space and well, the voice persisted. And so it's like, I'm breaking up with you by the end of the, like the week we took apart. <clears throat> and it, 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 the thing is like, we decided not to talk for a month. We had a no contact container. This was not our first, like we'd broken up once before and we'd taken like two breaks in the past. So this was not our first time taking space from each other. Mm -hmm. um, so we decided, and like our habit was uh, getting pulled back in. Like we'd, we'd say we're going to take space and like not really. And then we'd be, it'd get me messy and we'd be like having sex again. And then we'd be together, you know, in the middle of it or whatever. So we decided to do it more consciously. And we, we, he like went off to a meditation retreat in the woods. Like, couldn't contact them even if I wanted to and um the thing for me though was like I didn't I was questioning I was like are we just breaking up because we need space so that we can both fully be ready for the next phase which yeah. I had hoped would be marriage 
life, you know, like the commitment. Um, because I knew he had some stuff around him, and so did I. So in my my, I, I, it didn't make sense fully. So I was like, maybe this means it's like it's a preparation. Maybe I just need to work on some of my freaking trauma, and he needs to work on his stuff. And so at the end of the month, we connected, and we decided to try one, you know, like again. And um, because yeah, I, you know, the thing that's so interesting is. I leaned into this voice. It felt so right in my body, but my mind didn't trust it. it had all this stuff. And literally when I broke up with him, I had, so I, the thing I didn't share is I was in a freaking down, like something like a depression for that whole year leading up to this moment, mm-hmm. like no energy, no creative um, inspiration for my, my life, my business, um, no sex drive. Yeah. And when I broke up with him, all of my energy came flooding back yeah it was wild mm. but my mind was not in alignment with the truth of my body so I went back in with my pattern mm-hmm. and tried again and we we tried to, to do it differently because our relationship had started really hot and fiery we dove in really fast we like literally moved in together after like a month like just intensity Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's go slow. And he had moved out already. And let's date. Let's see each other once a week. Anyway, fast forward, we did that. It was beautiful. It was amazing. I thought, oh my God, like I was right. Like this was for us to just like mm-hmm. get clear and be ready. On the, four, on the fourth week, uh, the fourth date, he tells me, I want to marry you. I want a life with you. I want to be with you kids with you I'm supporting with your business and do this in my career like so clear first time ever that he's initiating that conversation because I'd always initiated the future yeah. talk yeah. I was like wow oh my god I'm gonna get to have all of this amazing the fifth day he feels distant I'm like what's mm. going on and he tells me I can't do that I'm moving next week to California I want to be free and yeah I was devastated pissed all the things so and there was a whole journey after that but basically he 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 didn't fully break up with me because he it was ambiguous he's like I want to stay connected with you which just pissed me off you want to be free you want to stay connected with me um and yeah and then from there a whole journey ensued for me yeah healing so much can we would can we pause right there because I was just like on the edge of my seat this whole time and I want to get to you know the next phase and there's there's so much richness in the story you just shared from getting with this person to this final breakup yeah and a couple things came up for me you shared that you were like asking yourself questions along the way, but also deeply connected to your body. And so, you know, as you were asking these questions, like, is this the next phase? Is it not, you know, um, do I want to be here? Do I not, is this the right person? Is it not like how, like what, how did you get through that? Because sometimes those, those questions could be like crazy making. You're like, I don't even know what's my voice. What's the voice of truth. How would you say you stayed with yourself and like continued on as these questions were continuing to arise and you were continuing to move your life forward? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I did not do that perfectly. Clearly I went back in, so I didn't stay with the truth of my body, but, um, you know, as I was asking, like on that week apart, I was, it helped to have space mm-hmm. and it helped to do my practices, namely just like body-based practice of like, like somatically, like waving my body of, I mean, one of my practices is stroking my pussy, like, you know, not, not masturbatory, but like, just like feeling for what's there sensation wise. And, and just, it's like, just, it's, it's like a meditation, you know? Um, and it helps me unlock the truth from deep, deep, deep within. And so like those two practices, like the somatic emotional release practice, Mm -hmm. waving and 
screaming to pillows and all that. <laughs> and, and then the pussy stroking. Mm. Um, uh, and, and speaking with sisters, like I freaking talked with so many of my close women friends during that week and just told them all the thoughts, you know, like, so I could like get them out of the way so I could hear mm. the, the body and keep coming back to it. And walks in nature too. As much nature as I could have in New York City at Prospect Park in Brooklyn, which is beautiful. And it helped. I mean, I just, it's like I needed the space, I needed the nature, I needed to reconnect with myself, and I needed tools, you know, the, the, to get the thoughts out of the way. Right. So that was the conversations. It worked, you know, in helping me get clear. Oh, yeah it's not just my trauma that's wanting to break up with him. Like something deeper in me that I don't quite understand is telling me that I don't want this man, right. even though things are going well. Okay. And, and I listened, which was a big, you know, big breakthrough for me. Mm. But in the time apart, like the month break that then we had, um, I definitely went into my mind a lot and fantasies, hope, delusion. Mm. <laughs> and and I'm trying to remember, but I don't, I don't know that I did as much of my practices. I don't think I did. I think um, it was hard because it was painful. Like, even though it felt right and I got all this energy back, it was just painful. Like I thought I was going to marry this guy mm. and we've been together for three years. I'm freaking like 33 and <laughs> like, uh, you know, like. And you know, something that is, this is also bringing up is when you name all those things, you're like, I'm this age. And like, you know, it, like the pressure we get from the outside around where we should be at a certain age. You know, I remember having those same thoughts, like, oh, I'm hitting a certain age. Um, What if I can't X, Y, and Z, you know, and like, and then people in your life, like you go home for a holiday, like, who are you seeing? Mm. When are my grandbabies coming? You know, the pressure from the outside can be overwhelming. And I think what you're talking about in terms of practices, connecting with people that you trust, communing with nature, all those things bring you back to yourself so you can find your own truth and then live from there. So the societal pressures are crazy. If you're, if you're listening to this show and you're just kind of like, I'm feeling stressed about what I feel like I should be doing based okay. off of somebody else's system and beliefs. Um, shake it off. <laughs> you know what's so funny, Michelle, is I didn't even think I had those things, those mm-hmm. thoughts and programs installed in me because I've always just been like, I do what I want, you know, like I'm not definitely not lived a traditional life, but how loud those voices were in that moment, even though they weren't coming, like my family isn't like that. Mm-hmm. They weren't coming from the outside, just how loud they were in me. It was like really confronting. Mm-hmm. And so I dropped my practices and I just went into like the grief and the gaping hole that I felt in my heart and in my life and in my apartment because he wasn't there anymore. And like, you know, just got lost inside of myself and, and all the stories. Mm-hmm. So that was the consequence was going back in you know which we've done a number of times and then having that outcome of him breaking up with me because ultimately it was not true for us to be together we both felt it not you know and that second round I just didn't have mm-hmm. power to do it he did and you know I think this is a great segue into kind of the next phase of your story like what happened next you know and before you do that, it's like, I really wanted to, like, I felt you so much when he's like, I want to be free. I, I want to let you know that, like, I've been told that on multiple occasions while being broken up with. And it is like the number one trigger for me yeah. free. So what does that mean? I'm a burden. Am I jail? Like, I just make it mean so many things about me. So that, oh, and then layering in just kind of like, what do you mean you're breaking up with me? I was actually going to break up with you. Like right. some of the ego in there, you know? Oh, oh my, I was so angry. It was him that when we reconnected, wanted to try again and try one more time and propose this whole thing. And I thought I was livid. Like, why did you do this to me? You know, you could have just let it be. 
and mm. and the whole free wanting to be free thing the thing I blamed myself so much I was blaming him for going back in with me for luring me back in I was totally in my victim but um I was angry at myself because I knew from the very beginning that he wanted a certain kind of freedom that I wasn't available for inside of our relationship, literally from the beginning, like on our our first night Mm -hmm. of having a conversation about what he wanted with like open relating. And I was just like, I'd always played the cool girl. I'd always been like, you can do do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I don't know about it. You know, we don't need a commitment. I was done with that. I was like, no, I want monogamy. And like, anyway, it had come up many, many times in our relationship and I'd held the boundary or killed him for telling me like, you know, energetically with my words, mm-hmm. um, killed him for trying to tell me his desire and him trying to be a good guy. Mm-hmm. Stay with me. Just like the worst thing. Do not stay with someone just out of wanting to be a good person, like mm-hmm. horrible. But so anyway, I knew that, you know, in my soul, like this wasn't exactly what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And I was pissed at myself that three years in, he still was wanting something else that I couldn't give him and that I had fucking dragged it out for so long mm-hmm. to this point, mm-hmm. wasted all this time, mm-hmm. try to force something to be that just wasn't true. Right. And you know what? It's like what you're describing is such a huge part of the healing process in a breakup, being able to see what was your own contribution to this situation, this pain, because so it's so easy to just be like, you did this to me. This is your fault. We, we want to push it outwards because it's so hard to look inward to see like, oh, I was a co-creator in this. And I heard you name that you're like from day one, from the get, like I heard it. Yeah. You know, and like, but then to weave in so much compassion for ourselves back then, who we were wanting to move forward, even though we heard it, even though we saw it. And so it's like, we want to take responsibility, but then have that deep compassion for that person who wanted that love, wanted that relationship, saw the thing, but then we're like, maybe we can make it work. All the potential. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I, it took me some time to get to the compassion. Let me tell you. So yes, yes, yes. Continue on. Continue on. What happened? So, so for me, what came up, I'd always broken up with everybody, every man that I'd ever been with. Mm -hmm. The first time that I'm getting broken up with was so painful and I felt ripped open like like I was being abandoned mm-hmm. not just broken up with but like abandoned like you literally told me last week you want to marry me mm-hmm. have a future with me mm-hmm. and now you're telling me you don't want that not just that you don't want that but you're leaving to move across the country It was, it was, wow. Yeah. So I was, I was angry. I was in full rage, full resentment mode mm-hmm. and angry at him, angry at God, angry at myself, just so much resentment. Mm-hmm. I, I went all the way into that. There was no space for the personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. At point. You know, like even like I could see where I allowed these things, but it was like, I was pissed at myself. It wasn't like, oh, I see where I ignored this. And I did that. It was just like, what the fuck is wrong with me? What the fuck is wrong with him? God, why did you, you know, let me stay in this for so long? Mm. So I just went all the way in and talk about hitting lots of pillows and screaming and crying and a lot just every day. And then I heard a voice. um, So this whole, like, it's, I'm in this, I live in this realm now of just listening to the voice. And this was part of my initiation. Like I'd been doing a lot of personal growth work of like connecting with my desire and sensation. And what is it telling me? What's my body telling me? But this felt like distinct, like listening to the voice of truth of God moving through me. And like, like when I heard, you know, you don't want this man. And then I heard you need to leave New York mm. to, to heal 
you just I need to leave the apartment that we shared and and just so anyway I ended up moving to Mexico for six months mm -hmm. I just knew I needed to be by the ocean yeah or nature you know I could see it in my meditations like that was going to help heal me and yeah I did like the bare minimum for six months of like work like just bare minimum clients money like just what I needed because mm. it was all focused on my healing and like even if I had wanted to which at times I was like angry that I wasn't making that much money and not being as productive or successful as I was on track to be before this mm -hmm. I didn't even have the space the energy for doing more I was just in you know like in the trenches mm -hmm. and uh, I went through a whole phase of resentment and then what started to open was all this grief underneath that. Like, the always, always, always. <laughs> oh my God. It was an ocean of grief. Of all the times that I felt abandoned. Like my biggest wound and my biggest fear, my biggest wound of being abandoned and seeing memories come up that I've never fully processed of being abandoned through family. I can share about that. And, and it, it, well, what I'll say is it was my biggest fear. Like I literally, the reason I wouldn't commit in relationships was because I was afraid that they would leave me. Mm. And, and I didn't know that totally consciously, but what I realized through this whole exploration was that that, that was a fear that was running me. Yeah. And, uh, I came from my childhood where my father was never part of my life, where my mom was emotionally unavailable. So in a sense, like she was there, but you know, there was a continual abandonment mm. and where the big one that came up for me was where my older sister ran away when I was 12 years old. She was my best friend. She didn't tell me she was planning to, she didn't connect with me for years at or anyone in the family for years after I didn't connect with her until like 10 years later she left out of nowhere we're best friends everything's going well and then one day she's gone mm. I've never processed that I pretended my whole life that I didn't care that I didn't have a dad I thought I had healed all the shit with my mom and I didn't even know how much the stuff with my sister affected me mm. and like that's what came up like it was more than about men yeah like and romantic relationships it was mm -hmm. like that is what came up mm -hmm. grief yeah it's a lot yeah and then the journey you know of like feeling my inner child mm -hmm. from like all these various points in her life little 12 year old me little like little, little me, three, four years old, infant me, who just was born with, you know, to a mom who, who couldn't really nurture her with like a certain kind of emotional love and attention. So mm -hmm. tending to all those parts and, you know, it didn't happen right away. I was pissed that I was seeing all of this and that I wasn't over it. Mm -hmm. and these parts, I had judgment that they were so weak. Yes. Yeah. They were still freaking holding on. Mm -hmm. so I went through my resentment on that and and then with the help of my coach and ACA a 12-step program with adult children of alcoholics and dysfunctional families mm -hmm. which I was like starting going to meetings like six days a week virtually mm -hmm. I was like godsend um I was able to crack open more and more just through like sharing all the stuff that was coming up and then like softening um, to go deeper and deeper under the layers of resentment to be able to view with and meet that part of myself and like feel her pain and love her there let her have all the unexpressed stuff come through me through my body into the ocean literally like every day waking up at sunrise going a seven minute walk down to the beach and just like going into the ocean and screaming underwater and then yeah. and like like asking god to take this pain and and then going home and like moving and somatically, you know, pillows got ripped <laughs> toward <laughs> a lot. God, yeah. too many pillows. Um, 
thank God I had a firm mattress. <laughs> I hit that mattress a lot. And, and that's where, the, you know, I wasn't all just healing that the, the family stuff, like clearly there were waves of remembering, thinking about my ex and thinking about our relationship and feeling the grief of that too. I could finally feel the grief of that as well as these other things came up, like just the, the grief of like thinking that, things were good and we were on our way to something and then it being taken away like the very same thing I experienced before Mm -hmm. and um yeah a lot of tears yeah and I think you you just like touch on I think one of the most important aspects of the healing journey when it comes to heartbreak and you know breakups that it's like 99.9 percent of the time the level of pain, shock we feel from a breakup happening in front of us comes mm-hmm. from unresolved pain from our past. Yeah. And so like, we, like it, when I realized that it was a, a game changer for me, oh, I didn't realize that until sort of like late, later thirties. And like, I'm currently in a partnership and while we're not like, you know, breaking up right now, the, like the pain I feel in the partnership, I also have to remember comes from unresolved pain. Yeah. Like when you're triggered, when you're super yeah. triggered, it's like, if it's hysterical, it's historical, right? That's the same phrase. Yeah. It's so true. And, um, I just like that making that link can create so much freedom. It doesn't make the pain go away, but like right. you have so much more space to, be with it you know yeah. when you're just like it becomes right-sized yes yes and it's not all projected onto this man <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah I also I just wanted to go back to something you said while you were sharing the space too around the judgment that came up for you around knowing oh this is this is historical and mm-hmm. there are younger versions parts of myself that are in pain that need attention Mm-hmm. And why do they, why are they still holding on? Why can't we keep it moving? And it reminded me of, you know, this, this inner family you're talking about, but that, mm-hmm. that critical parent that comes out, like, come on, get your boots on. We're going. And that inner one, that little one is just kind of like, but I need to be here. I need to feel this like, and that tension that can come up in the healing process when we want it to go faster, we're judging how we're feeling. Yeah. And that is like that, that process of recognizing that critical one or the, whatever you want to call it, it's yeah. some version of ourselves that like, won't let us really feel. That's right. Because you know what? They're afraid of feeling too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's a lot to feel to process all that old pain. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, it was messy, this whole thing. I, I, a lot of calls with my coach about the resentment at all that was coming up and how long it was taking and, you know, just feeling so massively mm-hmm. broken, unfixable. And, and then like, and then cycling through, oh, a pocket of grief is arising and okay, I can't do anything but feel it. I mean, the thing that, that I thank God for is that I was in such a low, like emotionally and energetically, like literally my physical body had such little energy that there was nowhere for me to run. There's no way that I could distract myself, like pouring energy into work or sex. Like there was, I had no energy for any of it that there's nowhere for me to run. So I had to be with it mm-hmm. all. It was the biggest gift. Yeah. Yeah. Being with it all, all the pain was the biggest gift. Truly. And I mean, I'll tell you, this was really the first time, like I've always broken up with every guy and I always would go into resentment and hatred toward men after Mm -hmm. and blame and then like disconnecting from all men and not wanting to date. And then eventually being like, I'm starving for connection and intimacy mm-hmm. and then just having a bunch of sex like not letting anyone get too close and I was just always in like, this like perpetual like self-fulfilling mm-hmm. prophecy of like cre- entering into situations that would create would have me hate men 
even more because I'm, I'm just having sex with them and, and then I'm like they're using me oh, and yeah. even more and Yo, like, you're using me I know that one <laughs> yeah and being and then never looking at what was going on for me on a deeper level like just being in this external focus of men they're this they're that they're using me da, 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 da. like all my pain projected out and just staying at the top layer of resentment this is the first time sunk down into grief and into the roots of it mm-hmm. amazing I'm so grateful for that man and that breakup and <laughs> how he left even yeah and um there's something else I wanted to say the inner child stuff um yeah <laughs> working with the critical parent I mean like I really had to learn how to let all the parts of me be there and like let them all express what they needed to express all their fear all their judgment my fear of feeling my fear of being like so cracked open mm-hmm. um and oh this is it I knew that I didn't want to go back to where I used to be like mm-hmm. with my heart closed mm-hmm. and resenting men and not letting love in because yeah. I'd done so much work to be able to let in this relationship as messy and imperfect as it was I'd done so much. I didn't want to go back. Like the thought was so terrifying. And that was like the thing that kept me anchored into this process. Like making space for everything. Even if I had a critical voice and a fear and a resistance. Yeah. Beautiful. And it, it reminds me, so it's like, you, you didn't want to go back and it reminds you of just like this metaphor of awakening. It's like mm-hmm. before we, like when we're in our conditioned thinking and our patterns, it's like, we're, we're asleep. Yeah. We're, we're like blissfully, ignorantly asleep yeah. going through pain. It's not like life is awesome. It's painful, but we're asleep. But then when we wake up, we see these things mm-hmm. to go back asleep or to go back to where we were in that conditioning is a death sentence exactly <laughs> you know yeah. and I'm hearing I'm hearing that so Janira um so I would love to hear like what what's alive for you now with regards mm-hmm. to relationships dating yeah. your healing process yeah what, what's that like for you now having mm-hmm. gone through this beautiful deep transformation around this breakup and family and stuff like that so what's it what's it like for you now Mm. well I just want to say first that what came about all that healing which took time by the way like months yeah months months with like no dating no sex no distractions like I used to have Mm -hmm. was an incredible soft open heartedness that I'd never felt before in my life like I literally my whole being and I got so many reflections from people about how soft I was versus always being reflected that I'm fiery and intense and fierce and brave and courageous people are just like wow you're so soft and and so the reason I mentioned this one is because it takes as long as it takes (laughs) the process took me months Mm -hmm. and two the softness has led me to where I'm at now, which is like, I've done very little dating. Like I started dating when I came back from Mexico and I went back to New York in July, August of 2021, dated a little bit. And like, literally it was like my whole Mexico phase there. It was clear that it wasn't the spot for me to date. And like the universe knew that cause like nothing was coming my way except one, one guy near the end of my time, which (laughs) I got to be really clear that I'd made some huge progress because I saw, I saw the red flags for the first time in my life. And I listened and I put some boundaries and I didn't go jump into the pool, even though he was attractive and had some other interesting, good qualities. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but there was like literally nothing else like for five and a half months. Mm -hmm. And, And when I got to New York, it was like, all of a sudden, just met everywhere, men, like attention, mm-hmm. all this energy, love pouring onto me mm-hmm. everywhere I went. 
I was like, oh, this is such a reflection, such a sign of what I've done, how much I've opened and softened to like let men in again Mm -hmm. and on a deeper level than I ever have. And so I dated just a little bit and, and I saw like, it was like a couple like different guys, maybe. Yeah. Just three. I saw things like, again, just not huge red flags. They weren't like this, like the guy in Mexico. It was, it was intense, but these, these were so much more subtle, but I got to see, yeah, no, I, I, my power in like not getting hooked. Like I used to, mm-hmm. um, by the potential and, and I decided not to date because one in my body, it just didn't feel true. Like I was like, I can, and all this energy and attention is coming my way, but I, I don't actually have desire. It doesn't feel true. And two, I'm, I was on my way out of New York. Um, I thought I was going to move to Costa Rica and then I moved to LA, but I was on my way out. So it just felt weird to like be trying to create something new while closing out a chapter. Anyway, so I've, been in LA now for just like a month and a half and uh, finding like the voice it's a whisper and it's like something wants to open like around like the next phase of connecting with men and there are men around it's in a similar fashion but like in New York but I I've just it's not like totally landed in me yet, the, the, what it is. I mean, I think it's going to be time for me to have some uh, dates, mm-hmm. um, some physical intimacy, but I'm not even wanting like sex yet. Like it's like, that's the thing I would normally go to. That's so easy for me. And I can just feel like, oh, I want some like really dropped in slow mm. action with men. Yeah. That's meaningful. Yes. Yeah. And that has like potential to blossom, but that's like so slow. Mm-hmm. I want that. Mm. Anyway, and I had an experience recently. I was at a, at a plant medicine ceremony and it's just been, by the way, a big part of my healing, especially in those six months in Mexico, like all the somatic tools and coaching and 12 step and plant medicine was because mm-hmm. it really helped me, especially with the, the trauma and the childhood stuff, mm-hmm. like purging it from my body. But so I was at a ceremony and there's, beautiful there's just amazing men there and I had all this stuff coming up and in real time and I heard this voice I was just like I didn't even hear it it was just like this magnet in me like a pull like go to these men and ask them to hold you so I I like literally went to like four different men and just literally just had them hold me and it was so vulnerable like I felt like I was like at times with some of them like in my little girl like Mm. like like learning how to feel safe with men again yes. you know yeah. and relaxing into the masculine but then with one of the men oh my god it was definitely my woman and, <laughs> uh, like I crawled over to him and I looked at him I didn't even know why I was going to him and then I saw I was like oh wow it's beautiful man mm. sexy I was like this is what pulled me here and I asked him to hold me and I was like this is the voice was like this is not quite it I was like, oh my God, I wanted to hold my hands. Mm. Felt so vulnerable. Like for me, like I could just be like, let's fuck, like easy. Mm. Like, but with any guy, but like that, all these other things that feel so intimate, <laughs> like I'm like romantic, you know? I'm like, oh my God, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love for you and I to hold hands, you yeah. know? And he <laughs> smiled real big and laughed and we held hands and we were eyes closed. And I was like, oh, the voice came through me to this, like, this is not quite it. Like, you want to see him? You want to look at him? So I was like, I want to see you. Mm-hmm. Like, you open your eyes. And we held hands and eye gazed. So intimate. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I felt, and what I felt, you know, was this the potential, or I got the imprint of what allowing a divine masculine to, into my life mm. would is going to be like mm. what it can I love what you like. just did with your words you said what is yeah like, <laughs> like, oh yeah I'm claiming it yeah <clears throat> and 
I mean, I really saw it. Like I felt so in my feminine and like my receptivity and my heart and my openness, my vulnerability. Mm. I could feel him like just in his holding of me and his presence and his masculine and just like me letting it in and seeing him and honoring it and breathing it in, you know, to my whole body. And I will say like, I wanted to make it about him. Like, right. Oh God, this is the one, like, he is so beautiful and this feels amazing. <laughs> like maybe this is my man. I meet him at a ceremony. How perfect. And, and I don't think that's it. We've, we've had a conversation since, which was another vulnerable thing for me to just open and like mm-hmm. give him gratitude after ask for a conversation to give him gratitude and digest the experience together. And so I share all of that because I'm moving in these like unexpected ways in these more vulnerable, slow ways with men. And I'm like learning how to let them in without having to like, let them in like through penetration, through my body, like, like the the easy thing. Mm -hmm. Um, That's amazing. (laughs) Right now. I I, I just, I keep noticing I'm like getting closer to it. I'm just so pulled in by this, this, this journey. Um, can I say one more thing about oh, this? Yeah. I'm just so like it, the softness I'm so in um, awe of and present to is how I'm able, like when we were on our call, this guy and I, after this whole experience, mm. I was just so at ease in myself. And this is without any plant medicine, just like sober. And mm-hmm. I was like able to like be in my body, be in my heart and just be me with like no performance no like I'm like oh my god he looks so beautiful I still find him so attractive like who knows maybe there's something here and no like performing no hooking no trying to make him like me no nothing it was just like such a new place for me to interact with a man from Mm -hmm. like first time I ever felt like fully relaxed in my being with a man that I'm interested in Mm. I'm like that's all the work I've done yeah like all my parts are here they're in I mean there's more to do but like all the parts I've been working with are so deeply integrated I just have a deeper wholeness that I can show up from yeah and I think you hit the nail on the head just around like what if we were to we can never sort of bottom line people's transformation and healing like everybody you know you can't ever really bottom line it but when I'm thinking about my own and I hear these stories it's it's really a process of integration yeah you know like we need to integrate what got fractured what you know left was snatched away these Mm -hmm. crucial parts of ourselves and reclaiming them like having deep intimate experiences of having your hand held and getting what you needed yeah getting your hand held (laughs) being seen seeing yeah being heard all these things these deep core emotional needs that don't get met when we're younger and now as adults we have the gift of of giving those getting those and and I think because of all that work I don't think I know like I have such a rooted like sense of self-love now Mm -hmm. and self-worth like the abandonment thing is not running me anymore and how I engage in my life and with men Mm -hmm. like that I can open in these ways and open to ask for those things and just be in the gifts in the presence of that moment mm. yeah that was my little brag <laughs> I mean, I'd say that's a big brag and absolutely gorgeous story that I know mm. will continue you know and um yeah I'm just so honored for you to come in and share your mm. your story of emotional awakening around this breakup your journey um this has been an absolute pleasure Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we kind of wrap up and let let everyone know what you've got going on in your offerings? Yeah, well, uh, I'd love to share about my offers. And I think 
I want to reiterate the point about like it takes as long as it takes mm-hmm. this yeah. healing journey. Like there's a deep trust and surrender that's required and like grace, grace with yourself mm-hmm. wherever you are in the journey. Mm-hmm. Scenting, longing, grieving, whatever it is, mm-hmm. the practice is just turning all the way toward it opening the feel and move it all the way through you that's how you alchemize and heal Mm. it all that's what i'm saying saying. and then yeah i mean i'm not sure how you share with your folks but anyone who have me on instagram i always love hearing getting messages if there's something that stood out to you um from Mm -hmm. this recording like just let me know i'm at um janira underscore martinez and then, um, yeah, I'm running retreats this year mm-hmm. that include plant medicine and somatic coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- there, there's one probably that's gonna that's happening. I think before this podcast will be released uh, in February, so there's gonna be more. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I do one-on-one coaching and a group pro- program called Align, mm-hmm. aligning with the deepest truth of your soul. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All that sounds so great, um, mm-hmm. particularly retreats. So definitely check Janira out, connect with her on Instagram and um, find out about her juicy offerings. So mm-hmm. Janira, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence, wisdom, your light. Um, mm-hmm. It's been awesome and we'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Women's Wake Up Club. For more from me, come hang out on Instagram. You can find me at at @womencanheal. It's a great community of women healing and growing together, and I do a lot of teaching there. Oh, and head to the link in my bio and check out my free Empowered Emotions Guide, an exploration into five difficult emotions that can disempower your love life and how to work with them to learn more about yourself and empower your love life instead. See you soon.